plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. <laughs> Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily podcast on the Miami Dolphins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins, and welcome in to the Victory Monday, September the 18th edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast, brought to you by mybookie.ag. I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I'm here to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. That is mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Use the promo code locked on at mybookie.ag and start playing today. All right, guys, on today's show, recapping the Dolphins' victory at the StubHub Center in Carson, California, over the Los Angeles Chargers. It was a 19 to 17 victory on the leg of Cody Parkey, and doesn't it just kind of figure that the Dolphins win a game in a soccer stadium because of a field goal kicker? Reactions on Jay Cutler, Jay Ajayi, Devontae Parker, the offensive line, Lawrence Timmons, and much, much more on this episode. It's a jam-packed show, so I'll be with you guys for the next 30 minutes or so. Again, follow me on Twitter, at NFL, and follow the show at LockedOnFins. All right, guys, let's get right into it. I promised you guys five takeaways from the game, and here they are. Takeaway number one. I think I would be remiss not to lead off the show with Dolphins star running back Jay Ajayi. And my number one takeaway is that Jay Ajayi, which was my prediction in the beginning of the season, was that he was going to carry this team throughout the entire course of the season. And I think that, that held up true today, or in yesterday's ball game, I should say. Uh, this team, they scheme players unblocked for Jay Ajayi to take care of, and he does it. He runs through tacklers. He turns second and eight into second and two, which he did on a play in the first half coming off the left side in that stretch zone play, where he shook a tackler off in the hole and then pound his way for six additional yards, which just should not happen. And you look at the end of the game with three minutes to go, the ball at their own 49 yard line. They're down by one point. They need just a field goal to win the game or, or put themselves in a position to win the game. And they go a off right side for 11 yards, a off right side for two yards, a off right side again for two more yards. And then they throw a swing pass to a that gets a yard. So four consecutive plays. Jay is the guy. I think that tells you where they want the ball to go in crunch time and how they want to win games. 28 carries for Ajayi, 122 yards today. Just a phenomenal effort from him, just breaking tackles. I mean, the offensive line played well, and we'll get to that later. But he really dominated the game and was the reason the Dolphins won this game today. Takeaway number two, Devontae Parker. I think he could be for real. You saw a little bit of it again in this game. The flashes from last year, the game in Los Angeles, high point in the football. Did it last year in San Diego too. But he could definitely be for real. And the reason you say that is because he has what a lot of true number one wide receivers have. He might not have that breakaway speed, that top end speed. He might not have the elite physicality. But he is a player that can make plays outside of the scheme. And what I mean by that is you just go out and let him play football. Jay Cutler will drop back with you know man coverage and just give him a little hand signal and throw it up. And you saw what he can do taking the ball off the defensive back's head. Really fantastic stuff from Devontae Parker. It also helps out when teams throw those blitz coverages at him. And 
the defense is stuck in man and, and Cutler just kind of throws it up to him. And rather than throwing the ball away, you're throwing it up for a 50, 50 ball. And you know you either get an incomplete pass because Devonte Parker's probably not going to let that pass get picked off just because he's kind of a tough guy to climb up for a defensive back. So you get that 50, 50 ball without the risk of an interception and you're not just throwing it away either. So takeaway number two, Devonte Parker looks like he's the real deal. Number three, the importance of Mike Pouncey on this offense. He was fantastic in this game, getting to the second level, climbing up on linebackers. If you follow me on Twitter, at Wingfield NFL, I was tweeting out plays at the end of the game tonight. He does so much for the inside zone when, or I guess I should say the outside zone when Ajayi gets out to the outside of the tackles and cuts it back inside. It's really impressive to see him work and how he can kind of get off to the second level. He does a good job of helping the guards too. The, the guard play was a lot better in this game and we'll get to that later, but Mike Pouncey had a big impact on both guards in this game. Just a massive massively important player for this team. I can't emphasize that enough. Point number four, Lawrence Timmons' importance to this defense. What a weird story that was as we woke up on Sunday morning, at least when I woke up around nine o'clock out here on the West Coast and saw the the news that Lawrence Timmons had gone AWOL. Pretty strange situation, but I guess the team found him, didn't know where he was at first, found him, and then now he comes back and he has an issue with the team. His status is still up in the air, depending on a meeting with Adam Gaze coming, I guess, on Monday or Tuesday when the team reconvenes. But I think you saw what his lack of presence on this defense can do with the linebackers and kind of how they struggled in certain areas, especially in coverage and especially in the blitz packages. There was a lot of blitzes that got picked up right away and the running backs just kind of stonewalled Mike Hole or Kiko Alonso. Two guys that really don't specialize in that. Lawrence Timmons, that's his game, blitzing, getting to the quarterback, playing off the edge in the run game. So without him there, the run game did not suffer, but the pass game definitely did suffer. And that's going to be a big thing to keep an eye on this week going forward to see if Lawrence Timmons is going to be back with this team. And point number five, I told you guys how many times, I don't know, but I, I definitely said it a few times, that I would not go too far in depth on kickers or place kickers or punters and special teams just kind of in general, but mostly the kicking game. But Cody Parker over Andrew Franks was a was already a home run decision. Everyone loves Andrew Franks for the the 54-yarder at the end of the Buffalo game, and they should because that was a great kick. But before that, his long was 41. He was inconsistent. You just didn't really trust him. His kickoffs weren't fantastic. But Cody Parkey was awesome on kickoffs today. I think it was three touchbacks, and then he had a couple of pop-ups that got right around the goal line. And you see Kenyon Drake sprinting down there and making a stop at the 10-yard line. Just fantastic special teams on that front. But kicking four field goals, including a 54-yarder, excuse me, a 55-yarder to give the Dolphins the win. The lead at the time, but eventually the win. So big time kick for the kid from South Florida himself. And I'm very happy to see him there. I think I, I just feel confident in him personally. He looks the part to me as a kicker. So that's the five points. Jay Ajayi, Devontae Parker, Mike Pouncey, Lawrence Timmons, and Cody Parkey. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst. List. All right, guys, as I mentioned, this is the Locked On Dolphins podcast you listen to. My name is Travis Wingfield at Wingfield NFL at Locked On Fins on Twitter. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, we have some new advertising to get to. So let me get to that real quick and we'll get right back into the game notes. This podcast is brought to you by mybookie.ag. I get asked for betting advice all the time, especially since I started this podcast. I am a somewhat of a degenerate gambler when it comes to college football and the NFL too. So people ask me all the time, who do you got? Who do you like? What are the spreads? What are these over-unders? Who, what, what bet are you making? And let me tell you this. 
where you're betting is just as important as what you're betting on. So that's why I always tell people to go to mybookie.ag. It's it's simple, it's safe, it's easy, secure. MyBookie has been in the business for years and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses. So off the bat, you're making money for doing nothing and they have the fastest payouts. Seriously, just two days on their payouts. And take it from me, I know a lot of other companies that take a lot longer than that. So definitely want to go with mybookie.ag. Because you're a knowledgeable sports fan, you know who's going to win the game, right? So lay some cash down on that, win some money. I would not recommend a service that I didn't believe in myself, so I want to recommend it to you guys as well. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to mybookie.ag. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to 100% bonus. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And if you're a fan of the game, you're no doubt a fan of Pro Football Focus. And what Pro Football Focus is, is they grade every player, every game. They give you snap counts, positional ranks, fantasy projections, rankings, tools, charts, NFL draft coverage with PFF profiles and stats, PFF fantasy and NFL draft articles, team and player pages, featuring PFF stats. What they are doing is they're giving away a free PFF Edge subscription. That's a $40 value. And the way you can win that is by going into the show on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or have you listen to the podcast and write a review of the show and put your Twitter handle in the review and they will draw randomly from the reviews on all the shows and pick a winner for a free PFF Edge subscription. Again, that's profootballfocus.com. It's a revolutionary type of football statistics and analytics, guys. So check that out, pff.com for your chance to win a free PFF Edge subscription. All right, so last night I put out a call for questions on Twitter asking you guys if you wanted to hear anything specifically talked about on the podcast, and you guys did an awesome job because I literally had my notes written down from the rewatch. I watched the game again. I breezed through it because I want to watch it on film before I can really give the detailed analysis, but you know, you can watch it again and get kind of an idea. So I did that, and I was looking through some things, and you guys asked a lot of the same questions that I had already written down, so it made it really easy to go ahead and jump into the segment, which we're going to do right now, and that is go to the Twitter mailbag, and it, first we're going off with Nick P. That's at Nick P. 1908. He he asked, why don't we give Drake some more carries to take the load off Jay Ajayi a bit? Knowing the player's injury history, you need him clean in December and January. Not clean, you need him healthy in December and January. I completely agree, Nick. I actually mentioned this on Twitter today as well, talking about how the Dolphins need to find a way to kind of reduce his workload at certain points of the season. And I think that one way you can do that is, this is dicey to say, but I think that if you can get out to a good lead against the Jets next week, that's a, that's a spot that you can start doing that. I think you have to kind of trust Kenyon Drake and Damian Williams a little bit more than they did today. But I will say that in that game, the flow of that game, the way the defense was playing and the way they were having a hard time tackling JJ, every single run that he had in that game had an impact on the next run. So I don't want to go to a changeup with Kenyon Drake or Damian Williams who don't have that power bruising style of running. And all those yards were important too. I mean, Ajayi was picking up so many big yards on first and second down, making those pass plays on third down more manageable and really you know, negating that pass rush for the Chargers. So I think that they really had to have success on the ground in this game. That was my key point going into it. I think the coaching staff felt the same way. So I think that's why you saw him get a lot more action than you probably will later in the season. 28 carries is a lot for one game, for one player. But I think you will see a lot more Drake and Williams going forward just because they are good players and you do have to take that workload off of him a little bit. So I think they will is the answer to that question, Nick. I think they will, but this game just called for Jay Ajayi, if that makes sense. Question number two is from Greg Larson. That's at GSL now. He asked, do we need to make a move at linebacker or cornerback? Pass defense is shaky at best. Run defense much to prove. improved. Agreed? 
the run defense was a lot better in this game based on the defensive tackle play, I thought. And we'll get to that in a second. But the cornerbacks, I, I just think, I don't really think much of Byron Maxwell. I never really have. Xavier Howard, he came to compete. That's something I like about Xavier Howard. He really plays a physical, a competitive type of game. And the Chargers, just, they have some good receivers. And Phillip Rivers is a really good player too. But as you mentioned, the linebacker spot, yeah, if Lawrence Timmons goes, they have to do something because you can't rely on Mike Hole all year. You can't rely on Chase Allen. Definitely not, you know, undrafted rookie coming in. Mike Hole had a couple of moments today in that game, but at the same time, he had a lot of rough areas too. I thought Kiko Alonso really, really struggled in that game too. He had some plays where he had a couple of dual read looks where he would make a read and he was in the wrong spot. At the end of the game, there was a he chased the running back to the flat when there was a corner out coming behind him, and they if they kept plays in front of them, they were going to win that game and he really blew that play. So I think that Lawrence Timmons' impact makes Kiko Alonso better and it makes Mike Hole better because Lawrence Timmons is the one that can do that blitzing and the one that can create that pressure and, and also help in coverage as well. So if no Lawrence Timmons, yes, they need a linebacker. Cornerback, I would wait for now. You still have Cordray Tankersley waiting on the inactive list today. He didn't play. He didn't dress even in the game. But I think eventually he, maybe even Alteron Werner, takes over for Byron Maxwell because he's either going to get hurt or he's just going to play poorly. That's, that's just kind of what he does. He'll have some moments, but still not the best player. Question number three comes from Alexander Ruiz. That's at Xander377. He asked, what's up with these screens? And he didn't quite put it that way, but Alexander, this is a family-friendly show, so I'm going to keep it that way for you. But I, I like that question because I was kind of wondering the same thing too, but I mentioned it with JJ and, and on Nick's question earlier about running the ball and keeping this team in third and short. Well, those screens and quick hitters, you know, they're, they are they were a big struggle today, but they're trying to get this this pass rush negate as much as you can. You know, Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram are as good as it gets. So they ran a lot of those screen plays and quick hitters where the receivers get upfield and Landry runs a flat route or something to the sideline and they get the receivers blocking. It definitely helps to deal with that edge rush. But Gaze took them out of the game by doing that. It took Boza and Ingram out of the game by doing that a little bit. But then he kind of realized that that wasn't going to help the offense function. So he started to open it up more in the second half. I think you kind of get them tuned back a little bit in terms of their you know being amped up and you make, you get them up the field a couple times and they get kind of sick of doing it so then they start looking for the screen or the draw or stuff they have to kind of peel back on so you kind of keep them at bay by doing that early because it just kind of introduces something new to the game to them it's kind of like on the Sunday night game uh, last night I know as Chris Collins were talking about the Packers doing cut blocks every once in a while just to keep the Falcons honest and knowing that there's that's in the bag of tricks if you will so Give them the idea of the screen. Let them know that they're kind of wasting their time on some of these pass rushes, and it helps negate their pass rush ability. And those those L.A. corners today, I hate calling them L.A., San Diego, whatever, they, they were tackling really well, and the Dolphins receivers are just not good blockers. Kenny Stills and Devontae Parker don't do it very well, and Jarvis Landry is the best runner with the football, so you don't want to use him as a blocker. So kind of a tough spot there, but I think you'll see less of that when we play teams that have worse pass rushes. Question number four comes from DJ Taylor. That's at LaDon James. That's a great that's a great handle. He asked, we may have held Rivers to 17 points, but they were also able to drive through the D surgically. Are you concerned? And then also Finn for Life at Arturo Sosa A-Rod 1 asked, Dolphins D, is this what we're going to see all year? So being concerned with the Dolphins defense, I kind of answered that in the previous uh, question talking about linebackers and corners, but I, it is a concern for me. I have been worried about this defense all year. And there's good there's good players in good spots. I mean, Rashad Jones coming back was a big help today. He helps you disguise some of those coverages pre-snap. And he also, he just plays so physical. There was a good route on Antonio Gates on a third down where he just kind of beat him up. And that was fun to see. Didn't really have that last year. But I do think there's a concern because the linebacker play. I mean, we talked about it earlier, right? Kiko Alonso and Mike Hole. Alonso's a good player, but he's better with better support around him, if that makes sense. 
Lawrence Timmons really frees him up to do what he does best. So without Timmons in the game, there's that big ripple effect that really takes a toll on this defense. And I mentioned it, you know, we're one snap away from seeing Mike Hole a lot. That happened. We're one snap away from seeing, you know, if Jordan Phillips or Ndamukong Sue even goes out or Devon Godshow, one snap away from seeing Vincent Taylor being thrust into a, a very big role, which I'm sure he's ready for a small role. Just not sure if he's ready for a big role yet. You're one snap away from seeing Michael Thomas come into the game at safety. So I think the concerns with the depth, I think today you saw that definitely play out with the linebackers missing. Thank, thankfully, there was no other injuries in the game, so everything was good. But, I mean, the pass rush has has depth, even though it wasn't very good today. Rivers is tough to get to. The pass rush has the depth. The corners, you know, besides Maxwell, I, they're okay. I like them. And the safeties will be better when TJ McDonald gets back. But still, just, there's some weaknesses there. I think that some of the problems you saw with the third down just came off of Rivers being a good player and the Dolphins struggling at the linebacker spot. So I am concerned, but I'm not hitting the panic button just yet on the defense. And then question number five or six, depending on how you look at it here, the last one we're going to get to today is from Jeff Rhino. And Jeff, I'm going to mispronounce your Twitter handle here. It is at Aginlia Fire. I hope that was right. He mentioned he was he was just interested to hear me evaluate the offensive line and defensive line play uh, because it's kind of tough to notice during the game. And he's right, it is. And it's also kind of tough to notice when you rewatch the broadcast version because you don't have the end zone angle. And that's a lot easier to tell from the end zone angle, in my opinion. But what I noticed, what I really wanted to pay attention to today was a left guard position. In particular, you know, Anthony Steen and Jesse Davis actually came into the game and they they rotated. I, w- I thought that he was out on an injury or Anthony Steen went out on an injury. Maybe he did, but I didn't see it happen or didn't get here reported. Haven't seen it on Twitter or anything. But Jesse Davis came in for the third and the fourth series of the first half and then came back out onto the field for the second series of the second half. So they rotated today and Davis had a rougher time. He missed a stunt on a third and seven that got a, lot, a free rusher in there that killed a drive. But Anthony Steen came back into the game and, and he played really well. I mentioned it on Twitter. He brought his lunch pill to this game and he was playing awesome as a run blocker. He, he was fine in pass protection too, but he was really getting to the second level and using power and, and getting out in space. And he had a couple of problems with power at times, but for the most part, he played a really good game. I thought the entire offensive line played a really good game. Larry Tunzel had the one really bad mess block that resulted in a sack down in the red zone on the, near the goal line. Jawan James had a pretty good game. He missed a couple of blocks that I noticed too, but nothing really egregious. I thought Jermon Bushrod had a great game too, and he got kind of boned on a, on a uh, holding penalty. We'll get to that here in a minute. But I thought he had a great game, and I mentioned Mike Pouncey already. Talked about how good he was. Offensive line was just fantastic in this game for the most part. I think that the errors were in some of the play calling with Adam Gaze and then kind of some of the short passing game and some errors there with Jay Cutler being a little bit erratic at times in the first half. But the offensive line played really good. Defensive line at D-tackle, Ndamukong Sue and Devon Gacho had great games. They were awesome in this game. The edge players didn't really do a whole lot. William Hayes had a, a good pressure there. Cam Wake forced a hold that was a massive, massive call in the game. But outside of that, there was not a lot of pressure on Rivers. And when there was, he gets rid of the ball so quick that it's tough to get home on him. But... I, I thought the offensive line or defensive line play wasn't spectacular against the pass. I mean, obviously that, that kind of goes without saying, but they were really, really good against the run. Melvin Gordon has just 13 yards on nine carries. Brandon Oliver had 35 yards on three carries, but tw- no, sorry, 31 yards on three carries, but 26 of that came on one run. So you take away that 26 yard run, they ran for nothing in the entire game. And that was really what helped them win this game, kept the Chargers in third and long and allow their defense to just get a couple of third down stops that kept them in this game. Because if they didn't stop the run in that game, the Chargers were going to be in second and five, third and three, and they were going to convert all day on these linebackers and with those little short passes. So, yeah, I thought the offensive line was good. Defensive line, not so much. Uh, as a whole, you know, the game, final thoughts on the game. 
you take a win how you can get it. Obviously, uh, that was some pretty tough circumstances there. The Lawrence Timmons thing happening kind of reminded me of the Laramie Tunzel thing last year in the Titans game where he got himself hurt in the shower before the game on the day of the game. That was kind of similar. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill's not here, and you know, you're breaking in a new quarterback here into the offense and getting the rhythm with the receivers down and everything. Obviously, the hurricane doesn't help out. The road trip to Los Angeles does not help. I mean, everything was just, it was a, that's not a game you're supposed to win. I know that the NFL, you know, teams are so close in talent that when you have that many circumstances going against you, that often leads to a loss. So it's very awesome to see the Dolphins coming on top of this game, especially when we kind of became conditioned to think of the Dolphins as a team that loses these kind of games. And that hasn't been the case. I mean, 10 wins over the last 12 regular season games for this Dolphins team under Adam Gaze, and a lot of them in this similar fashion where they're winning games late and just finding a way to win. I know the guy missed a kick, but he was kind of shaky all day, and that maybe had something to do with the way they played defense there on the end of the game. So I was not super impressed, but you take a win the way you can get it. I mean, we've been talking, we've been hearing all September about how sloppy the NFL has been for the first two weeks. And the Dolphins really didn't miss that boat either. They were sloppy, but that's okay. You know, they came away with a win. That's very important. And I have two final thoughts for you guys here before we get you out of here. Gotta talk about the quarterback. You just can't really ignore that on an episode. I talked about Jay Cutler a little bit. In the first half, he kind of worried me. I didn't like some of his accuracy issues. I mean, Jarvis Landry was using one hand to catch the ball a whole lot, but he did a good job in the face of the rush, getting rid of the ball quickly. I think he had just the one sack on the afternoon, and he had a very, very good second half, throwing the ball with confidence and breaking the pocket and extending that touchdown play where they have a three-by-one set with uh, Parker still or Parker Landry stills on the left side of the field. Parker runs a fade. Landry runs a deep dig, and Kenny Stills runs a skinny post, and that play really did not work out but Jay Cutler was able to break contain get outside and then allowed Kenny Stills to keep working on the back of the end zone and Cutler finds him so very good play there good job putting the ball up for Devontae Parker as well even though the one that Parker plucked probably should have been picked off Devontae Parker just made a great play so Jay Cutler pretty good performance on the day I was I was pleased with it and then my last thought here and I hate to complain about this in a victory but the officiating I had I think four or five notes I wrote down the pass interference on Rashad on the on Rashad Jones on the ball in the end zone was thrown way over his head that's you can't that's uncatchable that's a very common call everyone knows that everyone on Twitter knew that today another play they had a Someone was offsides and he was unabated to the quarterback. I think it was Devon Godshow was unabated to the quarterback and he stops and they didn't blow the play dead. You have to blow that dead because if you don't, you're encouraging that player to kill the quarterback, which he could have if he didn't stop. So that's bad. And Dominican Sue got absolutely bear hugged down around the goal line on the play where Rivers floated to the back of the end zone. He might have been offsides. They didn't see that. They didn't call the hold. You got to make one of those calls at least. The Devontae Parker no catch where he caught it took about 14 steps and then fumbled. That's a catch. I don't see how you don't see that, but they didn't see it. So that's neither here nor there. The Dolphins win the game. They should be able to get to 2-0 next week against the Jets. That's a pretty easy game. You think they could win that one? And then a big test for this defense in London with the Saints. But that's for another podcast. That's the end of the podcast. And it was brought to you guys by mybookie.ag. You play, you win, you get paid. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at mybookie.ag. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave us a rating review, check out the other Locked On Sports podcasts for all your local and national coverage of your favorite teams. Follow me on Twitter at WingfieldNFL and check out thirdand10.com for all the quarterback news and scouting reports across the NFL. Check back tomorrow for another edition of the Locked On Dolphins podcast, your daily dose of Dolphins football. Fins up. 
Is Democracy in Danger or Decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst.